Welcome everyone to the first ever episode of The Games Room. And joined with me is my co-host Jay, Matt and Raf. Say hi guys. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. So uh, we're a brand new podcast and even though this is our first episode, we also have a, an intro episode so you can go back and listen to that. Um, that will explain what our objective is for this episode, for this podcast and it will explain what we're doing going forward. Um, but just to give you a brief uh, overview, we are a gaming podcast. We're going to be playing hopefully one game a month. Uh, the first one being Jedi Fallen Order, if you haven't already figured out from the title of the podcast. Um, actually, I, I listened to the episode zero coming in and um, Raf made a, a very funny uh, summarization of his games that he's playing and he he'd just bought Anthem. And he said, "Yeah, let's let's not get into that because <laughs> I was horribly wrong about Anthem." Uh, Raf and I quote, "This is awesome." Uh, so yeah, that was a so don't listen to Raf on reviews after a week. Um, but yeah, so the the game that we're playing first is Star Wars Episode. Well, no, not Star Wars Episode. Just Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I was reading my notes. It said Episode One Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which I realised next to Star Wars is uh, is confusing. Um, but I think what we'll do first is we'll... I think usually we're going to go through our, our background of playing that particular franchise, but because this is technically a new franchise, even though it's within the Star Wars genre, um, we could go around and just say a brief background of our history playing Star Wars games. So uh, let's go to Jay first. Tell me a bit yeah. about your history playing playing Star Wars and what this game mean, means to you. Yeah, I mean realistically the first star wars game i played is probably going all the way back to the super nintendo super star wars that's probably the first star wars game i can remember um but then kind of after that you're talking about stuff like rogue squadron uh episode one just come out and obviously the pc game uh jedi fallen uh, that's, that's today jedi power battles jedi power battles all, all the kind of i'm a massive star wars mm-hmm. nerd so <clears throat> growing up watching star wars Loving Star Wars, playing Star Wars, it was a great time. So yeah, for me, the earliest memory is Super Star Wars, um, and then obviously Fallen Order got announced, single player. I was all up for it, so I was, I was, I was all in from day one. Yeah, yeah, uh, and Jay and Raf even. Uh, <laughs> Jay, just tell it again. It's such yeah. a great story that Jay, you can hear it all over again. Beat for me, Jay, and then we'll go from there. <laughs> I don't think you remember uh, Super Star Wars, do you? I'd never even played Super Star Wars. My earliest memory there, there was, uh, was Rogue Squadron on the GameCube. Um, and then... N64, sorry. Maybe, maybe it was the N64. No, we had... Um, what was the racing one? Um, Pod Racer. Pod, Pod Racer. We had, we had Pod Racer <laughs> on the N64. I think that's my earliest. Um, to jump a few years, we got into uh, Knights of the Old Republic still one of the best games I've ever played probably is still the best star wars game i've ever played um sequel as well i played the original uh battlefront one and two fantastic games i didn't play the new ones that much played a bit of the first one that was about it um power battles again like jay said um uh, force force unleashed one and two as well yeah, like Jay, just absolutely grew up on Star Wars, love all the media, love everything about it. 
Um, especially The Last Jedi. Especially The Last Jedi. Best Star Wars ever. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and and then finally we, we've come to full circle with a, a complete single-player Star Wars game after, like, what was it, like 20 years since the last one came out? 15 years? Give or take? Since the last Star Wars game came out? Single one, single-player. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you can count Battlefield 2 as because it's got a single player campaign. I don't know if you can count that. Um, <laughs> probably not. Uh, Matt, what's your history of playing Star Wars games? I think one of my sort of earliest memories was would be Tie Fighter on the, the PC, the the old sort of dog fighting games, um, and then yeah, really sort of much much the same as some of the other guys have already mentioned. So um, Kotor was 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 huge. I really sort of got into to Kotor one, and Kotor two, and, and later the MMO. Um, and yeah, sort of Battlefront, Jedi Academy, um, yeah, sort of a, a variety of, of games and sort of um, genres, I suppose, which is one of the more interesting hmm. um, aspects of, of Star Wars in, t- in terms of how many different styles of games there have been sort of set within the same universe. Yeah, because the Star Wars is so vast that it, it can be translated to so many different genres, um, from racing to fighting to RPGs to, to almost any genre, really, I guess except football, but we'll let that one pass. Um, so I guess oh, ju- just you wait for that <laughs> Star Wars football I'll probably get that actually um, so yeah my history playing Star Wars is um, much of the same as everyone else's really uh, Star Wars Podracer I think maybe my earliest memory uh, I never never played Super Star Wars on the SNES or maybe I played it at yours Jay I can't remember um, but I also do you, does anyone remember that Star Wars Episode 1 game for the PC it was mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I remember playing that as when I was a kid. Uh, of course, been playing the uh, the latest Battlefront games, which I I really enjoy. And I know Jade, you down we both downloaded it again because well, of course we deleted it to make space because it's about six thousand gigabyte. Um, but yeah, deleted it and installed it again, and it's it's really fun. It's just one of those games where you can just drop in and out. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so got a big history playing Star Wars games. I'd never played KOTOR, actually. Uh, I could never get into it, they, those kind of mechanics. Um, turn-based. Turn-based, turn-based mechanics, yeah. Um, even though I'd, Didn't uh, you just thrash out Pokemon for the past, like, month? Yeah, but I don't know. Turn turn-based style, games. Turn, turn-based, turn-based style games, I don't know. Pokemon I can deal with, but for some reason I couldn't deal with it in... I don't know, bigger style games, 3D games at the time. I, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't get on with it. Um, I'd highly but, recommend it. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I've tried to download it. I've tried to play it numerous times since. I just, I think it's like one of those things where nostalgia maybe uh, maybe is is something that plays a part in, in playing those kind of old games. But yeah, I mean, uh, maybe I'll give it a go at some point. Again. It's on i it's on iPhone as well. Now. Yeah, it's on iPhone. It's, I downloaded yeah, I downloaded it on iPhone and I didn't <laughs> download <laughs> it on Steam when it was a pound. I downloaded it on games games with gold. No, no, GOG. Do you know that website? Gog. Yeah. Yeah, Gog. Yeah. That I just can't can't really get on with it. <laughs> um, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about, of course, the uh, the new game Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, just to give you a bit brief. Uh, background on the uh, the game I won't go too much into the numbers but it was released on the November 15th 2019 for PS4, Xbox and Windows PC uh, developed by Respawn Entertainment known for Titanfall recently Apex Legends uh, and now Jedi Fallen Order so it, it seems like a pretty good um, 
a good developer to to take Star Wars forward, uh, considering how good Titanfall is and how successful uh, Apex Legends is. Um, wherever you sit on the fence on a on hundred man battle royale games, um, so yeah, developed by by Respawn Entertainment, it sold eight million copies, uh, which exceeded EA's expectations. Whatever EA's expect expectations are, um, which also means that probably they they'll probably expect Respawn to sell twenty five million copies for the next game and then subse- subsequently cancel it when it doesn't sell twenty five million. But let's hope that doesn't happen. <coughs> Um, so it was directed uh, by a guy called Stig Asmundsen. Sorry if I completely destroyed your name, Stig. Um, but he worked, this is quite interesting, he worked as a, a lead environmental artist and art director throughout the God of War series. Um, so God of War up until God of War 3, which he was made the director of God of War 3. So I think you can kind of, you kind of see his influences here. Um so he joined Respawn Entertainment as a game director in 2014, um, and uh, you know went on to make Jedi Fallen Order, which uh, which I think we all agree was was pretty good. Um, so onto the game. So firstly, we'll talk about the uh, graphics and the art. Um, so I did a bit of background on on how it all runs, and it, there's apparently some technical problems. On the uh, the base PS4 and Xbox One, I know me and you Matt play it on the PS4 Pro, so I'm not sure if you guys ran into those issues. But just to go over some of the numbers, PS4 apparently was in 900p, 30 frames a second. Xbox One was 720p, 30 frames a second. PS4 was 1260p, 30 or 1080 capped, uncapped, and uh, Xbox One X was 1440p, 30 frames a second, and 1080p uncapped. Um, I I you by Digital Foundry, by Alex Digital Edition. Foundry. Yeah, um, they're they're great. That website, by the way, go check them out. <laughs> um, so I I mean I personally um, I played it on in th- uh, thirty frames a second, which is the PS4's four K in the, I'd say in inverted commas, um, but really it's twelve about twelve sixty p, but it was thirty locked, um, which I found to be better. A better experience in playing 1080p uncapped, which kind of range from 30 to 60. But um, what, like, how was your? We can talk about the the graphics and the actual art in a second. But how was your experience with the game? Like, how was the? Were there any hitches? Like, I, I saw a lot of things about it. It it's stopping kind of halfway through to load mid sections, and some people even bought an Xbox One X because they couldn't play it on their Xbox One. So I don't know. Like, did you have any problems? Like, how was it for you? After you, Raph. Um, I can't recall ever getting annoyed at the game over over problems. It lagged. There were mm-hmm. there were times when it did lag, um, but there was never like a time where I was sat waiting endlessly for mm-hmm. like a level to load in or anything like that. And I can't recall any bugs, and I'm sure there were because there's there's always bugs in games. But I can't remember anything that was like game breaking yeah. um and i don't think i've ever fallen through the map in it either i have heard cases where people have but it, it never it never happened to me mm-hmm. uh, like it, it was kind of a well like from my experience at least it was kind of a well put together game um ev- everything was smooth like yeah. I, I recently played control and that game lags 
like hell in certain like aspects and i played that immediately after i played star wars and there was a notable difference between the two in terms of how it ran mm-hmm. um so i just think respawn did a did a good job at just just building it with the engine that they had whatever engine it may be i don't know if they used a frostbite because every ea game now uses frostbite but um no i, I didn't have i didn't encounter that many issues with it mm-hmm. I think it's yeah, I'd have to probably. <clears throat> sorry, I'll have to probably echo what Raf says, but I did have some occasions where I was. It, again, it wasn't a massive length of time. It was more just me stood around waiting for the level, not level to load, but it kind of would lag up considerably. There was a a part in one of the first levels when I was heading back to the ship, and <clears throat> my character just stopped in place and I couldn't move, and he was kind of uh, jumping backwards and forwards. It lasted a couple of seconds, and overall, like Raf said, due to how obviously I enjoyed the game (spoiler) um, <laughs> and due to the immersive action of the game, I it didn't take me out of it too substantially. I just carried on. It's, it's kind of part and parcel mm-hmm. this game gaming now. I did notice there's a lot of um, texture poppings though. Like I'd be running in, it'd be a bland, empty field, and then like two seconds later, the, the detail would then all of a sudden just sort of come in. Um, yeah. that that happened a few times on one of the more like luxurious planets um, with a lot of detail in it. I, I do remember that happening. But again, it was kind of few and far between. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if just my enjoyment of the game just blindsided me to like any technical problems, um, but I, I, I was never put off by the game's inability to play, if, if there was any. Sure. Um... How, how, was, how was your experience, obviously, because you both, as you alluded to, um, I'll you and Matt both on PS4 Pros. What was the PS4 Pro like? Um, so I so I played it on a on a PS4 Pro, and I'd sort of heard some of the rumors from some of the well, not rumors, but some of the indications from some of the reviewers that there were some technical issues. Uh, but obviously, we played it after the day one patch, um, and I played it in the PS4 Pro performance mode, so that um, brings it down to 1080p, which is then obviously upscaled. Um, but gives you sort of that uncapped frame rate. And yeah, yeah, certainly in terms of sort of beyond um, initial loads into planets or loading loading a save game um, w- was quite slow, but I don't really recall any significant sort of texture popping or any of sort of mm-hmm. those early issues. I think maybe they got ironed out in, in one of the earlier earlier patches before, th- uh, before it sort the, of hit um, wide. The findings were that it's tied to hard drive. So the hard drive speed of, say, the base PS4 and Xbox One wasn't quick enough to load in the assets and was causing the game to stall or, or stay still like what you what um jay you you experienced um i I, sense, yeah. I played on a on 30 at uh, 30 frames and in, in the higher resolution mode because I, I don't know i found that the 1080p one didn't didn't ever hit 60 it was kind of ranged from 30 to 50 and i thought well i just prefer a consistent frame rate um mm. but i didn't i didn't encounter any any kind of glitches i think um to be honest, on the, on the whole, I thought it was a pretty beautiful game, very well stylized, and the graphics would would were, were very good. I, I kind of wanted to start off on just a more critical negative note, so we can kind of get that out of the way and just, um, <laughs> I think keep on the praise that it actually deserves. Um, so the game the game did crash at a very unfortunate bit. Really? Which are, are we are we spoiling the game at any point? Oh yeah, full, full uh, yes, yeah, spoilers. spoilers. I think spoilers will be needed. Yes. You yeah. know when you're fighting the bat type thing. I don't know what it is. Oh yeah, the, the, the big, like, yeah. Whilst Daphne, I was doing, 
whilst I was doing that, my entire game crashed. Oh. Um, I had to turn it off and then I had to restart from like the nearest checkpoint thing, which was annoying. But I don't know if that was my PlayStation or the game. Mm. You know what? Thinking like speaking about performance, actually, I on the last boss, um, I I actually had to switch it to um to the higher frame rate performance mode because I found it a lot more responsive in that particular area, that boss battle arena. There wasn't much going on, so the, the, the frame rate was pretty high, I'd say between 50 and 60. Um, I actually found it a lot more responsive. Um, so I, I, once I switched, I was having a really hard time defeating the... the, the um, this the, is it second sister? Yeah, the second sister. Um, so I switched it to the performance mode, and I, I had a much better time because it was a lot more responsive. Um, which I found quite quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, my complaints, obviously, if, if, uh, like you mentioned, don't want to be, we're going to wax lyrical most likely for the rest of the podcast. One of my complaints is obviously we're talking about a beautiful game. I think some of the facial animations yeah. really let the game down, considering how some of them are amazing. Some of them look like incredible. Yeah. But the what's her name? And I know you all know who I'm talking about. The one that's on your ship with you, whose eyes are like sort of Sirius. falling out of face. Sirius. Sirius. Sirius, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. She she looks very badly animated. And I've had a look yeah. at the actress. The actress kind of looks like her, but like it, it's it's like whoever did that had an off day. Yeah. Although can, I really like compare, compare that to compare that to Siri to Cal and to Merrin. I thought Merrin, Merrin was yeah. one of the better. Merrin looks one of the better ones, and it just it, I definitely feel like it's considering obviously Sarah is a massive part of the story and a it's massive consistent. you know yes massively so didn't look well, like even, she blinked enough. <laughs> even I don't think Cal looked that great. I, I don't know what it was. It was, it was kind of like he kind of he kind of looked like a gorilla at times. Sometimes, like, yeah. Yeah, like he had a massive forehead and a really bad like underbite and everything. Like I'd, he looked like the actor that they got to play him, but mm. like done badly. Like it was a caricature of him. But I think the game, like I, I said, think it's quite rough around the edges. I mean, some of the animations. Yeah. It's like if you if you if you take say Uncharted and you look at what they're doing with Last of Us Two now. With I can't remember what the the, the technology is, but it's the kind of animation where it doesn't look like you're in. Okay, now you're in jump animation. Now you're in sidestep animation. Like it, everything full is is fluid from one animation to the other. And I found that Jedi Fallen Order, when you were like jumping onto a ledge, you could clearly see. Okay, this is the jump animation. This is the climb animation. This is like pulling up animation. It just kind of like it was it. It, it was clunky, as especially combat. I did find a bit clunky as well, but I think everything was done well enough. And like I said, some of the facial animations, like uh, the Jedi, who you fight later on on mm-hmm. uh, Dothamir, mm-hmm. uh, like he looked and moved fantastic. Like that, that was their A game, and and it only was incredible. Yeah. Um, but there there are hiccups here and there, but overall, like nothing to turn your head at. Mm. Matt, what did you like about the graphics? Yeah, I thought the art direction overall was very strong. I mean, I think you it's maybe four four planets overall that you visit, and I think mm. each one of them sort yeah. of had a very distinctive feel. Um, you know, they, they, they were sort of they sort of fell into you know sort of somewhat classic archetypes of some of these planets. You know, you've got the ice planet, you've got the sort of swamp planet, you've got the dark and scary planet, but. Um, mm. They, they, I think they sort of pulled them off very well, and they, they all sort of felt like, um, you know, cohesive planets or cohesive ecosystems where, you know, there was even things like um, 
the little sort of creatures that would jump out on the swamp planet that would just mm. sort of walk around and then and then run off and hide and the sort of swirling mists on the on um uh what's the what's the uh Dathomir, what's the mm-hmm. other planet, isn't it? Um and yeah, particularly I sort of particularly wanted to maybe call out the the sort of opening section of the of the game um before you get onto the the ship, particularly sort of the train sequence. Mm. Um oh, yeah. that that sort of some of the I think the art direction on, on, on that sort of specifically talking about the artwork was really strong and sort of the way mm. that dynamically sort of transitions through um through sort of a bunch of different states, you know, as you're moving on top of the train or in the train and yeah. does the train get blown up and all that kind of stuff. I think it was um it was really strong, I think it was a really sort of strong start to the game and I think that sort of um was a bit of a three line throughout the whole series. It reminded me of Uncharted see... too. <laughs> it reminded me of Uncharted too though almost. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, did you guys ever see that demo of um, that Bounty Hunter game they were originally meant to bring out before uh, Disney brought Star Wars? 1313. That's the one. And they oh, had yeah. an entire sequence that was a bit like that, where a train they were on a train and the train was breaking up and you were climbing your way through it. I feel like they've taken a lot of inspiration from 1313 for this game, mm. based off the demos and what they've showed off for that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like the design of the of the temples as well. And, mm, um, definitely. Especially when you go to the, uh, uh, what, what was the, what's the ice level? What's Hoth. the, the not half no. <laughs> what's the? We're well, uh, obviously well prepared. Uh, well, it, very Irin. well prepared. Um, what's it Irin? called? Ireland, something like that. Ireland, Ireland, Ireland. Yes, Irin. the ice it's island. I'm, I'm sure it's like Irin or something like that. Anyway, I I, I I thought that looked really cool as well. I really liked I really liked that whole section. I mean, we'll talk about story later, but that whole section of going to, to find your Jedi crystal um was uh was was, was really good. Um Keep, keeping on the design aspect then, one of the things obviously is level design. Mm-hmm. And this was a big thing for me more coming into this game in the fact that obviously it was a, you know, single player game, Star Wars game I was in, always in. The obviously the, the thing that I was obviously really apprehensive about was how linear it was going to be, and mm. obviously the level design. I I mean, overall, I thought the level design was great. The verticality of it, I thought, was great. It reminded me very much of things such as Metroid Prime, areas to find. Yeah. Obviously, you go back with your abilities. What did you What did you guys think about overall the, the, the level design? Yeah, um, I liked it. I, I, yeah, I, I did like it. Um, I just found that, at some points, I, I I ventured too far deep, and I I would have liked a maybe maybe not maybe a flat fast travel, but at least I know you're supposed to open up shortcuts. But sometimes I found that the map a bit hard to use. Um, I mean, it, this is even with coming with from from say Metroid Prime, which is kind of a similar map, but I don't know. I found it, I found it sometimes a bit confusing to find the route back. I would have at least like liked like a like a, a GPS option where you just click and then it just tells you the route through. So I don't really, I'm not trying to explore. I just want to get from A to B back to my ship and I want to have the, the, the most efficient route. Um, I often find myself well, going deep into like a cave and then not really knowing where to, how to get out. Well, with yeah, that, because... the... sorry. I was just going to say, I think the, the, the map is quite interesting because I think it, it probably sort of feels stronger at the start because, mm. um, as you sort of go to a new level, you obviously have much much more limited options in terms of how you get around. It's it's quite smart in terms of it will mark on the map with yeah. you know sort of different color coding in terms mm. of like okay this is the these are the areas you can get to now. This door is is red because you haven't got an ability here, so don't waste your time you know trying to sort of 
um, get through to this yeah. area because you wait until you get you know such and such power or such and such ability and stuff like that. But yeah, I think you're right. It definitely sort of um, as you open up these big areas, then they they are they can be sort of huge sprawling areas. Um, mm-hmm. The 3D map um, maybe actually sort of actually makes it a bit harder in um, in sort of terms of navigating around because it, with everything sort of jumbled up on top of each other and um, intertwined in that sort of Dark Souls style, yeah. um, it doesn't often lend itself to to being sort of super clear in a, in a 3D environment. See, I I thought the complete opposite. I thought that map that they gave you to help you get around was so intuitive and it was so clear because I played the game after like I finished it when you could go anywhere and I was trying to like hunt different things and I I found it so easy to work out what would be the best route to take to get there and then come back again and I just found like the the multiple layers that they did because you can move the map around as well you can zoom in and out and you basically got full control over the the 3D map and I just found it so helpful for what for what you needed it for me, it's one of the best maps I've had in a video game for helping you get about. Of course, like some games, like it doesn't really matter. Like The Witcher, for example, is just a big map and you just go from A to B. But when you got something as vertical as this, it it was really, really intuitive. And I'm probably going to keep on going back to Control because, like I said, I played it like exactly afterwards and it's basically the same Metroidvania-esque type. The map in that game was crap absolutely god awful because it, it didn't have any of that and i was getting lost in control where in star wars i knew exactly where i wanted to go yeah i but, mean i can i can tell what you're saying like like obviously in that kind of metroidvania it's they, they basically just borrowed the metroid prime map like layout yeah. but i i think it could have still been you still used like a, a gps kind of like here's the routes here's the best most efficient route um if like you don't want to explore you just want to get back to your ship quickly because for whatever reason um, I think that's where they could have done with Last Travel. Maybe not putting down like a here's the best and quickest route, but yeah, m- maybe maybe after you finish the game or something, it gives you fast travel be- and you can just get back to your ship. Because there were times, and I stopped playing it because of this. I got all the way to a temple because I wanted to get like a health pack for BB-8, and I just couldn't be bothered going all the way back to my ship. It was like a twenty-minute trek, and I was just I just couldn't be bothered. And you'd have to trek through so much and fight so much, and mm-hmm. I just I just wanted to get out of there, and you can't. Yeah. Well, um, well, speaking of say like gameplay and and uh, and uh, mechanics, gameplay mechanics, I think it's a good segue into the gameplay section. Um, so, I, it's fair to say that that Jedi Fallen Order borrows a lot from a lot of different games. And it does a lot does a lot of those mechanics justice. Um, maybe others less so, um, but I think it's fair to say that its most prominent inspiration is from, say, Metroid and uh, and and Dark Souls, with a bit of Uncharted thrown in as well. Um, what did you think of how the game played, uh, Jay? Okay. Um... Yeah, like you said, it's, it definitely felt like a big mix of different kind of genres. You definitely feel you've got the Dark Souls there with the parry. Obviously, the parry aspects are, is quite a heavy, heavily thrown aspect into into this. Where I actually struggled getting, you know, because obviously the diff, I found the difficulty on normal, which is Jedi Knight. Yeah, I think I it was Jedi Knight. Yeah. I actually struggled on fighting some of the some of the harder the enemies, and I actually did not like coming against them. Um, and I really struggled with the parry. Now I'm I'm also the same vein. 
in Dark Souls where I enjoy I enjoy Dark Souls a lot. Um, however, I'm not very good at parrying. My times are really off, and then that 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 really impeded me on this game. But I didn't feel like I was mm. bashing my head against the wall because obviously the utilities of the the different powers obviously. You've got the force push, the force pull. You've got um, you eventually go through the skill tree. You can throw your lightsaber. You've got all the different abilities. I definitely felt that I was always able to progress and yeah. and always fight. However, I will say that I, I did feel that after you got the force pull, just pulling them over to you and sticking your lightsaber in them made it the made the combat redundant almost. Yeah, I yeah. I had to deliberately stop using that because. It trivialized the entire game. That uh, that move was too powerful, and it worked on almost anything. And it was a one hit kill. So I I just I just refused to use it. Like past a certain point, so it's just like it's. I'm I'm just walking through the game mm. at this point. But but I do I do mostly agree with everything you said. Um, I haven't played Serico, so I don't really have. I, I believe Sekiro. What did I say? <laughs> Serico. Serico. Uh, also, um, it was BD1, not BB8. I've done plenty of research for this. Um, I've never played it, so I, I can't really compare. I, I played Bloodborne and Dark Souls, obviously. Um, and I quite like the whole... It's a lot more relaxed. So in Dark Souls, for example, you die, you lose all your experience, which is used for money and for levelling up and everything. Well, in Star Wars, it's mainly just used to level up. But you get your like, even if you lose all your levels, you, yeah, it's so easy to just reset itself. I think I think it's safe to like say if 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 we're if we're talking about say the controls and combat, which is borrowed from say Dark Souls. If we compare it to Dark Souls and say Bloodborne, Sekiro, I I would say that actually Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro, I'd say that the even though the enemies are harder. I'd say that the combat is easier. So I, I actually had a, a harder time playing Jedi Fallen Order than I have done playing the Soulsborne series. Purely I agree because with I, that. I think I think that that um Cal, the I way he controls is, is not is not particularly responsive compared to say the others. And I often find myself when he's doing an attack, he kind of lunges first and it, it doesn't seem like he's I am I'm, I'm, I'm I'm kind of hitting it when it should be. There seems to be either a lag or, which is why I changed it to, to high performance mode later. Maybe that's the reason. But I don't know. I didn't find it as, as I found it a bit clunky. Um, I often jumped off ledges by mistake or ran off ledges by mistake or missed timed jump hit, jumps to ropes and things like vines and things like that. Um, where it just could have done with a little bit more polish on the controls. The the force powers did make up for that though because I did find that the the combat was very clunky. It was very good against one versus one, but once you throw more than one enemy at you or an enemy that can block your attacks, like it it really starts to show just how mm-hmm. annoying the combat can be. Because um, it it doesn't work as you would expect that sort of game to work, and I, I don't know whether it is like inexperienced because respawn haven't really done third-person games they've done all the titanfall games and then most of their developers came straight from like modern warfare or modern warfare 2 um so that's that's kind of where their specialty lies for example this this is like a brand new experience for them 
or at least most of them. Um, yeah. But I do feel like the Force powers really helped prop that up because the Force powers were done really well and you had a lot of control over like your abilities and what you could do because you only had like four Force powers anyway, but you had so much variety within what you could do with those Force powers, whether it be slowing an enemy, slowing a bullet. You could slow a bullet and then use your Force powers to like essentially make a Stormtrooper shoot himself. It, it, it was good. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I do agree with that. Yeah, um... yeah. I think I think I'd probably echo uh, sort of a lot, a lot of those comments. I think it kind of comes back to probably where I ended up sitting on the game overall, which is I think it, you know, you sort of talked about a lot of the different elements that it's cribbed from from Dark Souls and from, mm. from Metroid and from Uncharted. I think probably that's that's my overriding feeling is it's it takes a lot of elements of those, but it probably doesn't do any one of them as well or better than than those games individually. I think that's kind of probably my, my overall takeaway. Mm. Um, particularly that sort of, I think you felt that in, in some of the mechanics like the um, Dark Souls style um, resting at the bonfire and having all the enemies respawn and, and things like that. It, it was there and it was part of the gameplay and it was part mm-hmm. of the loop um, in terms of sort of that risk reward of, okay, I'm, I'm low on health. Do I um, go back and, and sort of take another shot at this, at this area or do I sort of push through and, and take a bit of that risk and potentially risk lose risk? Yeah. some of my currency but it all just felt i think a little felt a little bit inconsequential in terms of um you know it, it never sort of it felt like it was you could take that mechanic out of the game and the game wouldn't yeah. suffer for it mm-hmm. that's yeah. what i was just about to ask you to be honest do you think the game suffered from that or would it have made it too easy i don't think it would have made it too easy i mean i think that they'd already they'd obviously already changed the combat in a certain way because it's it's quite obvious as you sort of move through the game you know you're starting off you're fighting just your base level stormtroopers but yeah. as soon as you get um you know a few force powers and a lightsaber there's no sort of canonical way that that can really challenge you so that's why they start throwing all these guys with mm. um you know weapons that, are, that can resist your, your lightsaber and they're immune to your force powers and stuff like that and they ramp up the difficulty um in a sort of not artificial way but they are sort of ramping up the difficulty mm-hmm. whilst obviously trying to trying to sort of maintain a lot a lot of that canon. So there was sort of, I think there would have been other levers they could have they could have pulled around around yeah. combat and if they'd got rid of the sort of respawning enemies uh, bonfire soul mechanic, I don't I don't think the game would have been particularly worse off for it. I I, I read something very interesting actually. I, I told you Jay about and I think it, it it actually changed the way that I viewed that system. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if you've heard it, but basically what they were going for was when you meditate he's he's using foresight to to preview what he's doing ahead so you 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 meditate and you save and then you go through the the map and when you die he's just had the foresight to see himself die at that point and then obviously you overcome it because he's already seen it before so when you go from um meditation point to meditation point it's always the first time you do it so even if you you know if you do it for if you have to do it five times the one time you do do it is the first time because he's seen every eventuality which i thought is a really nice idea um i know you said jay that it would have been nice if if it was in the game and explained like that uh, which i agree but i think it's a yeah it's it's a nice idea but it's a better game mechanic (laughs) it's a nice idea justifying yeah yeah it's it's what one of the fans came up with that the developers probably didn't. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think I think the main issue with with it is 
I agree with Matt. It was completely inconsequential because, like, with, like I said, with Dark Souls, he, like your experience points is used for so much, and you can level up so much. In this game, you only go up one level, and when you die, you just lose your progress towards that one level, mm. and it's so easy to level up. I mean, I don't think you have to get more experience the higher level you are. I think it's always the same no matter what, and enemies respawn anyway so even if you die and lose all your experience and die again and you lose it for good mm-hmm. which happened to me i remember and it wasn't my fault i was doing a jumping puzzle and i landed on a rock and then died and then it respawned me onto the rock and then i died so then i so then i just lost everything um so i can't uh i, I, I don't know it's, it just it, it didn't need to be there is, is yeah. what i'm trying to say it sounds like it sounds yeah, like we're hating on the game sorry go on I was just—I was just going to sort of maybe expand on that a little bit in terms of, um, in terms of yeah, that's that's probably one of the other distinctions between like a Souls or a, or a Bloodborne compared to this is yeah, the currency in terms of what you use to unlock it, unlock it sort of nodes on on the skill tree, but um, it's never quite as consequential as going up a mm-hmm. level in, in in Dark Souls, and I think um, you know that mechanic in in Dark Souls, there are points where it where it really sort of plays into the into the game, and sort of you know, particularly when you. Um, you know, you sort of fight through a tough section, and you, mm. you know you're never quite sure where you're going. And you know, you, it's always that it's always that sort of decision point of do I keep pushing forward? Do I do I keep gambling and potentially lose something? Or you know, well, I've just fought a boss. Do I backtrack to the place I know is safe? Do I push on a bit further? And and it just it just didn't sort of um, manifest itself, I think, particularly well in in uh, Fallen Order. Whenever I got to a meditation point, I just instinctively just go and meditate without thinking about, oh, well, should I actually push on? Because I was just yeah. like. It, it doesn't matter and the game never really leads you back that much like you get to a medit like a meditation point and then you've just got the enemies ahead of you like in in dark souls you get to a bonfire and then you, you basically have to retread yourself and like go back on yourself as mm. well yeah so i disagree with you there because on the second planet you go to um again the name eludes me the second planet you go to there's an there's large vast areas which just full of stormtroopers and you finally clear it out and i unlocked a shortcut and i you know finally cleared it out i was getting bombarded from left right and center there was rocket launchers being you know rpgs being launched at me i was getting shot there was um obviously a stormtrooper with a shielded cannon and i finally cleared it all out and then i came across the meditation point and I actually came across myself thinking i'm gonna obviously do that again sit at it but i'm not gonna rest at it because I don't want to do that again. <laughs> don't, you know. Yeah. So, but was it? It's, was not, it because... it's, not, it's not the levels of Dark Souls. I, I do agree that, but this isn't a Dark Souls game. It's was... sorry. sorry. I was going to say. Also, you remember in like Metroid games or Metroid Prime, even when you go through an area and you go back, the enemies respawn. Um, like every door you go through and go back, the enemies mm-hmm. are always there. So it's it even though it is it is a mechanic that we've seen from from Dark Souls because that's something that has historically done that. But something like that has been Metroid, which also it borrows from quite heavily as well. So it, even though in, in, in that game it doesn't make as sense as this, obviously Dark Souls has, has done it so well that, as, as Matt was alluding to before, that you actually feel like you, you're taking a gamble. It doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. But what it, yeah. just because what it has isn't that doesn't mean that it's necessarily a, a negative. Um, it's just doing it as a way, I think, to keep the gameplay fresh so you you at some point you're not just running through an empty area 
the thing mm. about Dark Souls as well is that they've built the entire game on this mechanic. Mm. Um, Star Wars has loads of different mechanics going on that it's borrowed from. And I think the best way to, for me to describe Star Wars is all of these mechanics that it's, it's borrowed from mm-hmm. are worse than where it's borrowed from. But to put together, like, make it really yeah. unique. It, it's also just made... Like it, it has made it really fun. Than, it's better than the sum of its parts that it uses. Yeah. It, it sounds like we're, we're really kind of hating on it, but the, the truth of the matter is I had an absolute blast playing all the way through. Yeah, so, it, it never so was there a point where I was like, well, this is a bit crap. Like, I always, I always enjoyed playing it, and I think there are certain games that just borrow heavily from a different game, which is fine because all games borrow heavily from a previous game. Um, I mean, before we, we wrap up the, the gameplay section, was there, do, do you think do you think there's anything in in, in the game that is is unique <laughs> that, that it does, um, that you think that it, it doesn't borrow and actually does really well, that maybe they should kind of take that mechanic and run with it? Is there anything you can think of? Anyone? I thought lights. I thought lightsaber battles were quite good. Yeah. I was worried. I was a little bit worried and um, cautious going into this game. Obviously, lightsaber battles are, are difficult to do, um, mm-hmm. especially against AI. But I thought it handled it really well with the parry meter that it had yeah. under. Um, obviously, the, the the bosses and people you fight. Um, obviously, we've all been playing Star Wars games mm-hmm. for years and years and years. What did you guys think of of the lightsaber of the lightsaber fights? Uh, it was good. It was a lot better than like Forced and Leech, which you kind of felt like you were just wielding a baseball bat. Um, it had a lot of because because you could cut things apart and mainly like uh, spiders and whatnot. But um, I think Jay's just talking about like lightsaber on lightsaber. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the lightsaber. Oh lightsaber, right. Yeah. Um. Boss battles with lightsabers was really good. So uh, any any boss that I'd fight that would also have a lightsaber. I loved it. And it was the closest you could feel to being a Jedi. Um, yeah, like the boss fight, the boss fight with the... I don't know what his name is. He's on Darth he, he's, he's like He's wearing a cloak and then he's got like two lightsabers. Oh, and, yeah, like the fallen Jedi. Yeah, the, uh, that guy. That boss fight was absolutely incredible because it really felt like a Jedi fight. Um, he's using his force powers, you're using yours, and like the way the lightsabers sort of deflect on each other. And mm. I, I have to give props to sound design as well before we like the way the lightsabers sounded were absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah, I, I really like how they how they use the lightsabers in this. Actually, yeah. Uh, Matt, do you have any thoughts on lightsabers in general? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you could have a lightsaber, would you? Yeah, I mean, I think it, 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 it felt cool, right? Particularly yeah. sort of at the start of the game um, when you sort of, uh, uh, you know, maybe you're a little bit more limited in terms of what you can do. I think it, I think it felt cool. I mean, I think that novelty maybe wore off over the 15 hours of the hmm. of, of gameplay, but yeah, definitely, I think it definitely sort of put you in the in the shoes of what it would, well, not what it would feel like, but you know, you you felt like it would feel like you were supposed to make it you feel. That doesn't really yeah. make sense. Of sense. I would really no, like. No. Sorry, go on. I was going to say one of the big things that was made quite well a lot of furore over prior to it releasing was obviously the lack of dismemberment. Obviously, mm-hmm. Raf has mentioned that you can cut spiders in half. You do. You can cut things off animals, but in terms of the actual stormtroopers, there was there was no dismemberment. Do you yeah. think that impacted the game overall? 
Not really. It, uh, no, I did. It, it no, didn't no, I did. really affect me too much. There's no. I, I mean, don't... is there much dismemberment in the films? Like when they're cutting through, I say cutting through, but cutting through stormtroopers, they just kind of fall over, don't they? Yeah, they could feel it didn't impact it didn't it really impact the game i think it and like i said it's probably actually a little bit more closely aligned to the to the cinematic universe anyway i think it's also because the lightsabers were powerful against stormtroopers it take one hit to take them down yeah they're probably just lightly grazing them exactly um one thing i would like to say though i would have liked more puzzles to do with your lightsabers because like lightsabers can cut through anything and Most of the puzzles were surrounding your force abilities, which were fine, but I would have liked to see, like, I don't know, you can open a certain type of door by cutting your way through it or, like, using your lightsaber to cut down, like, bridges or just, like... The only time you use your lightsaber other than combat was, like, as a torch, hmm. which is fine, but BB-1's also got a torch as well. Yeah. So, like, I, d- I yeah. didn't understand that. I didn't actually like um, using my lightsaber as a torch. No, it didn't. It, it looked cool. It looked really cool using it as a torch, so just using your lightsaber as a torch, but it wasn't really practical. I'd really like a a, a game um, that is is just lightsaber battles, <laughs> like kind of like a God of War three kind of thing, where the, he just goes through all the the pantheon of say Sith, however many Sith there are at the time, um, and you just I guess, uh, yeah, I, I echo what Jay and, and Raph and Matt said that I, I loved the lightsaber battles. I thought they were the highlight. I kind of wanted more of them. I think probably there are only four lightsaber battles in the entire game. Um, really like the lightsaber battle against your former um, your former master as well in, in his mind. Um, but actually, we should go on to, to story as well, speaking of former master. Um, so just to kind of give a, a brief um, overview of the story, um, centers around a um, your player, which is Cal Kestis, who is... Oh, and it's set between the... Um, the Purge and episode 4 yes um, or I don't know if it's past episode 4 is it no I think it's just after the Clone Wars maybe um, and, uh, and yeah he, he kind of reveals himself as a Jedi we, we follow him um, what did you think of the story fantastic absolutely loved it mm-hmm. um, I don't like that time period because I think it's been done to death with like Clone Wars and and everything else but there is quite a large time period between episode three and episode four. Mm. And I don't think we've, we've had a game where you're playing a Jedi who, cause you do start at times when he's like an eight year old kid, like being trained. And then like order 66 happens as he's training and all the stormtroopers like attack him. That was great. That bit. And I loved that. that they, was, they played the yeah. music as well. Um, from the film. The story, I mean, okay, the, the story itself is like it's 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 not important. It's it's the characters that are important and how he like interacts with things. Because if you think about what the character actually does and what the story mm-hmm. actually is, it's not fantastic, um, and it's got like, quite a lot of plot holes. But the characters and how they interact with each other and mainly just their personalities is the highlight for me. Mm. Like Carl's a fantastic character. And I'm so glad you get BB-1 because he works really well off BB-1. Like, Luke would work really well off um, R2. Um, it, it's, it's like a match made in heaven. Didn't know and Luke I think had that, a PlayStation uh, controller, but... Yeah, uh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think that harkens back to what Respawn are really good at. If you ever played Titanfall 2, 
like it's kind of similar with like your interactions with the uh, with the Titan, and like your relationship with the Titan is very similar with uh, your relationship to BB One. Um, Jay, Jay, what did you think? <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought overall fantastic storytelling. Like Raf said, uh, respawn. I've learned to I learned a lot from Titanfall One. Going on to Titanfall Two, Titanfall Two's campaign was fantastic, and it was actually thoroughly enjoyable. Um, and I think they've they've just you know carried on, gone to an area that is oversaturated. As Raf said, you've got the Clone Wars, you've got Rebels, you've got a Clone Wars film. Um, and obviously you got Rogue One as well, and it still felt fresh. And mm. I think the the thing for me that really really sold it was, firstly, the relationship with Cal and BD One. I thought that was fantastic. Um, but then also the actual threat of getting caught. You obviously saw, as Matt said, the opening scene is fantastic. Yeah. And obviously, <clears throat> you actually had friends being killed because they found out you were a Jedi and you were being hunted. And I, and I felt they absolutely nailed that aspect. Um, but I, if I had to say a highlight of the story for me, it was the when they when he got the uh, list and the names of all the children um, the, who were force sensitive, and you were going through a cutscene, or can you, you were it was an interactive cutscene where you're walking around and seeing him oh, training yeah, these yeah, kids, yeah. and it's all oh, fantastic. Okay. But then all of a sudden, you know they're getting hunted and it's these kids being killed and slaughtered, which is what happened. Obviously, you know, episode three, you understand that. And also it would have happened. And as you saw during order 66, so I just thought the storytelling was overall fantastic. And overall, it's just trying to find a list of four sensitive kids, but I thought they absolutely, you know, nailed the the journey. Um, And he, you know, obviously I felt like I I was a Jedi at the end of it. So I I thought overall, yeah, fantastic. Matt, what do you think? <laughs> I think I'd, I'd, I'd probably come in a little bit less hot than than, than you guys. I mean, I think mm-hmm. um, it's probably one of those. It's one of those things that um, when you're when you're playing it, I think it 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 felt really good and it felt it felt engaging. But um, so I, I played played this on on release. So it's been sort of a few months sitting in in my head now. And if I sort of try and think back to it at this point, um, you know, the actual sort of story plot is go to this planet find a MacGuffin that leads you to another planet that leads you to another planet that leads you to a box that you then spoiler alert just destroy um so i mean i think i think sort of overall the 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 story such as it was 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 fairly weak i mean i think i'd echo probably what the guys have said in terms of um in, in terms of sort of some of the character work i think um the the sort of the story of your 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 mentor siri and and sort of her history with um yeah. with the second sister i thought was really well done um you know so it's a bit it's something that's ex- been explored um quite extensively i think in a lot of the old expanded universe stuff and particularly in things like um that's the old republic 2 sort of that um that concept of, of almost like the, the, the gray jedi or the jedi that sort of sits between the light and the dark and i think that mm-hmm. um you know sort of she she obviously was was you know sort of had that those moments of weakness and, and failed and mm. you know lashed out and used used on the dark side and i think that sort of complicated storyline is is one that um you know isn't really explored in a lot of mainline um star wars stuff which is probably why it was so popular in um yeah yeah, in the expanded in the expanded universe um mythologies i suppose um so yeah i think that that was really good i mean there was there was some of the stuff around sort of the um there's some some slightly odd choices I, i thought about um 
um, so the the Dathomir plotline and and the the sort of um, NPC that you pick up for your party um, mm. to, to, towards the end, I think kind of um, she was quite a strong character, and I think that storyline on Dathomir was was also probably a, a highlight of, of, of particular sort of the um, the Maybe individual planet storylines. But yeah, by the time she sort of comes, because. I think there's there's elements of that you can do early on, but the game is obviously very clearly steering you. Actually, you don't want to do that one first. You want to do, mm. um, you know, you want to sort of do some of these other ones and come back to that when you're a bit higher level. Mm. Um, so there was there was interesting elements there. So, I mean, I yeah. think I think um, to sort of touch towards towards sort of the, the end, maybe where they where they leave the story at the end, they've obviously sort of got these this group of of, of almost like, you know ragtag of the galaxy um, yeah. characters, something like that. They've sort of got together. They've 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 sort of completed their original mission and and, and moved on and then um, the spectre I suppose of Darth Vader hangs over um, a lot of that story and it'd be I think it'd be interesting to see where they go with um, mm. with a second one but uh, I think overall yeah my impression of of the story overall would would probably be a pretty average one um, with with probably slightly stronger character work than, okay. than maybe I plot think but it, yeah I Alex think what I, do you think I think like I, I kind of echo what you're saying Matt I. I kind of came away from the the game thinking, wow, that was pretty amazing, but that was probably just due to Darth Vader. Um, <laughs> but I think like it probably speaks to, to say this major point in in the plot, which is just chasing the hologram uh, Cordova, which is pretty forgettable. Um, that as as a character, and I know he was BB ones, BD ones, um, droid, and that's the whole point of it. But like going to I didn't really care about going to find him. Like I, I kind of just wanted to become a stronger Jedi and learn about his past. I thought that was a lot more a stronger um, part of the story, especially when you're, you're facing against your uh, your former master. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought that like the, the Cordova storyline, trying to find the Jedi Knight hologram, I thought it it was kind of forgettable and it it took up quite a large portion of the game. Um, going back to I what think... you were saying before. Sorry, just going back to Sorry. what you said before about the opening section of the game. I thought that, I thought that was, that was particularly strong because it it kind of played off that same thing of in God of War, um, where you know like who Kratos is, um, and these characters are coming in and they're like they think they're so tough, but you know that Kratos is is going to kick their ass, and it's kind of that same thing where like these people are coming up and thinking that they're 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 going to beat you up, but you're, you're a Jedi and you know that. Um, which I think is pretty cool until like later on everyone knows you're a Jedi and it's kind of a bit of a mute point by that point. So I think there's, there is room for improvement in the story in like a sequel. Um, but yeah, overall, overall, I, I enjoyed the story. Sorry, Raph, what are you going to say? I, I, I do want to make like, a, like the, the actual standout for me and knockout of their storytelling was the law um the the history of the jedi all the jedi temples had so much lore about jedi and it was absolutely fantastic and it was probably the most enjoyment i got out of the game was yeah. going through the temples and like just seeing the architecture the and, and things. the recordings everything about just the history of like this religion essentially and they did it so well and i think that's where the story was at for me not yeah. like where it was actually at but like More like, like a where dark was... souls told story where yeah was told in... exactly and yeah. that that was absolutely like fantastic and, and i love like the lore of of star wars i mean I, I love all the old games and like where it all began because i'm absolutely not so old republic is one of my favorite games i've ever played 
mm-hmm. and that's because of the story and that's what really built me up on all these sort of like mythology with it mm-hmm. and they they did it so so well and i guess going forward I, i'd like to see more of that like if they if they did get a sequel which they're gonna get a sequel let's be honest um yeah well, let's talk about that. what what do you think for for a sequel um what do you think it 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 has to do or where do you think what direction it's going to go in like for a sequel what do you think it's it's gonna it's gonna be ironically i want it to be more like mass effect which i know is a bioware game also in by ea but like more more open world in terms of its story um i'd like more characters and factions that you can interact with and like hubs as well like you, you land on cast um What's it called? Kazark? No. Kashyyyk. Kashyyyk. Yeah, Kashyyyk. Like, I'd like to land on Kashyyyk and not just be instantly in battle. I'd like to land, like, in a Mm. city and walk around and do, like, the whole Fallout thing as well of, like, talking to people. Yeah. Um, Basically, I'm just describing that sort of public (laughs) here. Um, Jay, what do you... What do you... What do you think for a sequel? Short and simple, more of the same, <laughs> longer um, DLC, uh, not DLC. Yeah, maybe potential some DLC. Um, I think that's the way. Obviously, the world's gone at this moment in time. For me, just more of the same. I want the. I, I enjoyed the gameplay. Every all the aspects of the gameplay. I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed being in the universe. So just again, more more of the same for me. May maybe some improvements such as. <clears throat> I'd like to. Again, personal preference when you you get the ability to do an attack which lets you disconnect your lightsaber. So you have two lightsabers in each hand. I'd actually like to have that just fighting, not just as a move. That's just personal preference. Maybe some um, ship flying, space fighting. Obviously, that's a large part of the Star Wars universe. Um, Maybe where you get to control a uh, a, a fighter or something. But yeah, overall, just more of the same, to be 100% honest. Yeah. Uh, just to put in before Matt's goes, which I'm really sorry, one thing they absolutely need to do, which I thought they did atrociously in this game, was the collectibles. I thought they were absolutely god-awful, because a lot of them were just for your lightsaber, which you could barely see. Yeah, the and cosmetics just... weren't really anything to yeah. write home about. I, did, I, I started to, to customise my lightsaber, and then maybe about 75% in, I was like, I, I don't really care anymore. Um, I made it look cool in- then. In a new game, I'd love to see like concept art and, like you know, yeah director commentary and like actual cosmetics for not just different colors of ponchos but well, like yeah, more things like, yeah monetize I'd, I'd, yeah I'd, I'd want this game is not monetized in the slightest which i'm very proud of here for not doing mm-hmm. um but no that that's what i'd like i'd, I'd like to because a lot of time when i was collecting something and i'd find something i just think it's not gonna be worth it like exploring's cool but you explore to collect and the collecting bit wasn't wasn't done well uh, Matt, anyway, what would sorry. you like for a, a, a sequel? Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's quite interesting, sort of particularly sort of talking about story. I mean, I think I think maybe one of the things that I was maybe hoping going into the game, which I didn't think it delivered on that well, was kind of this maybe a sort of smaller scale story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is this is a this is a part of the law that you know with with the um, expanded universe going non-canon has sort of not been explored particularly deeply mm-hmm. um you know sort of the period between episodes three and four you know sort of the, the rise of of darth vader and, and everything like that i think yeah. it, there's an opportunity there to maybe sort of tell tell stories in terms of you know what's it like for people under this um you know 
suddenly fascist and oppressive regime spreading out throughout the galaxy you know um, what how does that sort of impact life on on these sort of various planets i was kind of hoping you know with sort of that sort of jedi in exile story that that's where they were going to go and at the beginning which obviously it, it, it didn't really sort of follow through and you ended up going on a a bit of a quest to save mm-hmm. the save the galaxy in the end so i was kind of hoping a, a bit of a sort of smaller scale story I'd, I'd, I'd would be surprised if that was the way they went in the in the second one um i i think something around maybe the origins of the um of the, re- the rebellion would probably yeah. be quite interesting as they sort of move into that that time period but there, there weren't any were there any side quests i don't think there are any side quests and i think they could there were there were minor side quests. I think if they were, say, like Witcher style side quests, where if if they could do like little mini stories within the game and like have a, have a grand game, have a, like a bombastic game with, um, you know, with with all the usual tropes, lightsabers and space battles and things like that, but also have side quests with uh, with those smaller scale, more intimate stories where you get to see, like, say, families who are affected by, um whichever order it is in at that time is it the first order no is it i can't remember um but yeah uh all the star wars fans are going mad at me now for not knowing sorry the empire the empire is it the empire at that point no yeah it's the empire um yeah i think it would be it, it would benefit from seeing those smaller stories so yeah i agree, I agree with you matt um, i'd also like to see um I really liked the the moment where Marin joined your your ship, and I agree that it came too late. I, I I'd kind of like to see some kind of recruiting, um, mechanic where you could recruit people to your to your ship, and I don't know you get perks or things depending on who you recruit. Um, even if you like your skill tree is based on recruiting as well. So like if you recruit people who like Marin are witches, um, maybe you develop powers that you can. I don't know. Do something like a witch, um, but I, 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 yeah, I, I liked. The, I thought that her joining the ship was a bit inconsequential. Didn't really considering. She, and I got a trophy saying you've added you've added everyone to your ship, and I was like, I, I've only added one person, so I, I didn't really get why I got a trophy for that. Um, so I, yeah, I would have really liked to to kind of see other people join the ship and join the crew and maybe people's games are different and you'd say oh who's on your ship and who's on your ship and everyone has a different crew um which would be really interesting or even captain your own crew and you know also sounds kind of very off. mass effect sounds very, sounds ma- very I never, mass it sounds like obsidian should make another star wars game or bioware from what you're saying <laughs> yeah um, but overall I, I liked it and i, I agree with jay I, I just kind of want to see more of the same mm. um so i just, just like them i mean to be fair if it's the exact same game but they just improve the gameplay yeah, like they just make yeah they just make combat tighter and you know yeah. just tune everything up i'm happy with that as well okay so um just before we move on um to our last section which is just basically what we thought of the game in, in a summarization um we haven't really spoken about the darth vader scene so i just thought we'd, we'd just go over and say a little bit each of what we thought of that amazing darth vader scene um and i'll start with matt yeah i mean i think it was um it was it was pretty cool right i mean i think you know he's such an iconic character and sort of the way they they brought him in i was i was i was expecting it or expecting some sort of variation of it at some point but i kind of given up that it would probably happen by the time we got to the to the end and i think um yeah i mean it was just it's just sort of super neat and i think it, it was a really interesting sort of blend of of you know 
this you, there's there's so, there's only so much you can do with that character, right? Because you know you know he lives another thirty years or however long it is yeah. between episodes three and four. Exactly. But they just they just present him as just so overwhelmingly powerful that you yeah. know you can stand there and try and fight him and he'll just keep, he'll just kill you. And the only thing you can do is run, which I think yeah. is a really really good blend of of you know sort of storytelling and and, and gameplay mechanics. And yeah, I thought it was a really successful cap at the end of that story. Jay, what did you think of the Darth Vader reveal? Pretty much the same as Matt. I actually thought it's too late. He's not going to be in now. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't think he was going to be in this. I thought maybe we might hear the iconic heavy breathing, and then that was it. Kind of cut to credits. But it was really good. Um, <clears throat> I liked. I liked the the chase. Obviously, however, I did um, just stop, and he doesn't obviously chase you. It's just more yeah. obviously. <laughs> it's I obviously meant well. to, to bring to bring hype and uh, don't get me wrong i really enjoyed it i was like oh this is, this is awesome but then when i turned around to actually see if he's coming he, he wasn't but he, it's, he still, a nice, it's still a nice set piece if it's you turn nice around he, he just chokes you to death oh uh, well I, I i he must have bugged my mind he was still stood right at the back from the uh way <laughs> first <scene. laughs> no he's, he's there <laughs> no, i was just up there <laughs> but um yeah no no i i really enjoyable um not not how I thought the story was going to end. I thought Sari was going to going to turn. To be honest, oh, really? so yeah. So no, yeah, it was good. But like like Matt said, it's, it's a bit. Um, it makes it a bit difficult, and purely because he can't be the antagonist for the next game. He is obviously the main the main big bad of the universe under mm-hmm. uh, Emperor Palpatine. However. He, he survives until episode four, five, six. Yeah. Um, so, so there's no matter what, he can't be the antagonist. But then it's how many, how many uh, inquisitors can you really have before it gets boring? Even like a and Star that... Wars survival horror game, like imagine him being like Nemesis or Mister X, where it's just Darth Vader mm. just always there and chasing you, and you just can't beat him. <laughs> that's more for you than me, I don't think. <laughs> but but that, that's that's my big worry for any sequel is. How you know they might do a fantastic story, but it's just another Inquisitor, or it's yeah. a not fall, it's a fallen Jedi, because the the main story is the big bad of Darth Vader. You know what happens? Maybe you team up with Luke Skywalker. I don't, I don't know. You don't you don't know what happens, obviously. But that's my big worry for a sequel. Um, when we're touching on Darth Vader, the fact that he can't be the antagonist, and then you just got another Inquisitor. Yeah, maybe like the Emperor turns up or someone like that. Raph, what did you think of Vader? I'm going to be completely honest. I completely forgot Vader was a part of Star Wars while I was playing the game. Like I just, I just hadn't ever had an idea in my mind that Vader was ever going to come in. Cause I just wasn't thinking about Darth Vader at any point. Um, so then when he, like he came in, I was like, like just the realization that he actually does exist again. And it was, it was such a, probably the best moment in the game for me. Yeah. Because of that, had they had the technology to do it he would have also been as powerful as he was when he was, you know, when you're running across a bridge and it's all flying all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. Because your powers are very much grounded with what we know Jedi to be able to do. Like we've seen everything that Cal can do, we've seen in the films. So you've got like the idea that it, it's set in its own rules. And then when you see what Vader can do, it's like it is, it's on an inner name of a world. Yeah. And, and there's no beating him. It is, it is like, you know, Nemesis from... Uh, Resident Evil it's, it's something you can't beat um, yeah I kind of yeah. I, I, yeah, I was it, thinking about it afterwards that after you you fight against Darth Vader and I was thinking about it afterwards that everyone that you've fought before is kind of it's been on a quite a 
a level playing field like even like the ninth sister and the second sister and the other jedi and death on me and you kind of like these guys are powerful and they're kicking my ass but i i can beat them and all i'll have to do is learn their attack patterns and then you come against darth vader and it doesn't really, really matter what his attack patterns are he's just it's just unbeatable this unbeatable yeah. presence he um, is just he is just better than you and it would have been a shame to fight darth vader and die against him um because I don't like fights where you lose. Like, I, I, I don't like that. But I also like the fact that you don't fight him at all. Because you can't. Like, you, you come up against adversary against adversary and you've been it all. But he's just too much for you. It's it's Darth Vader. Um, and it was, it was a really, really powerful moment. But I do agree with Jay and Matt. Like he he can't be a boss in any of the future games. I don't know if they're going to do like time travel, or maybe he travels into the past or something, just to get around the fact that we know he's not going to be alive because he's not in any of the uh, films going forward. Um, which is the the one issue that I have with this is that you know how it ends, and you know he has to die at some point because there's been no word of him in yeah, any of the media. Like just, it's really yeah, just he... getting that cameo. You you don't know that though because are you talking about Cal? Sorry, yeah, yeah. I mean you don't know, do you? Because at the end of the day, we're only focus when you watch the films. You're only focusing on the Skywalkers. There, there could be loads of Jedi around. You don't know. Obviously, it's very yeah. unlikely um, because obviously Obi Wan went into kind of just hiding. But the, there obviously is force sensitive children around. You don't you don't know at the end of the day. It, just because well, it's actually, not in the films doesn't mean that obviously it's not actually in the canon actually yeah the, yeah. the galaxy is absolutely massive and they could easily do it where he just goes away to a different galaxy mm-hmm. and it's it's canon now so if if disney decided to make star wars more star wars films they can harken back to him if they want because i'm sure they're going to connect all of the because what's his name was in it forrest whitaker's character um from rogue one yeah yeah from rogue one he's also in clone wars as well so they are trying to like um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, it's safe to say that we all love Darth Vader, uh, as <laughs> everyone else does. Um, so the the critics also love the game, um, with giving it. Well, they they were they weren't they were kind of I'd say it's above average. They got solid eight out of tens across the board. They gave it solid eight out of tens across the board, which I would agree with. Um, it's not. It's not. A, it's a great. It's a good game. Um, it's a fun game. Um, doesn't try anything too um, too new. It does everything, plays it quite safe, I think. Um, but nonetheless, it's, I thought it was a very fun game and I really enjoyed it. And obviously, pretty much anything to do with Star Wars I've, I've enjoyed um, game-wise. Um, so do, do you guys echo that? Would you recommend this game? I did. You did? <laughs> I said it to her, I did. Whatever we go around, you and Raph. say yeah. three I, things. I, I literally got the game because Jay was like, you need to play it. And then he wouldn't shut up about it. And then he did the whole Destiny thing where he didn't let it go until you finally get the game. So I, uh, yeah. But I'd, 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 I'd recommend it, yeah. Matt. Yeah, I, th- I think um, I think I would I would sort of recommend someone playing it, you know, particularly for a Star Wars fan. I think there's, there's um, I think actually... Al, you maybe said that they they played it safe. I think actually that's I wouldn't say they they played it safe. I think they took quite a big big risk in terms of you know taking a, a licensed property and going in such a 
a, a crazy direction with it, you know, bringing in sort of Dark Souls inspired combat. I don't think it works particularly well, but I think it was quite a bold experiment. So I think it's it's definitely something I'd suggest people, yes, yeah, seek out and play, particularly if you know if you're a big Star Wars fan or if you could find it on a sale. I think it's um it does like a one and one and done you know start to finish experience. It's mm-hmm. it's all probably about fifteen hours, and yeah, I think uh, a, a pretty solidly enjoyable fifteen hours of that. I don't know. I, th- I think it was safe. I think all they had to do was just make a single player Star Wars game because obviously the last Star Wars game that they made wasn't, didn't come out to glowing reception. Um, and if you look at what games, how games are made, they usually just copy what's the like hot thing at the point at this point. Like before it used to be, yeah, Dark Souls at this point it used to be Batman. Every game used to have this, the, the Arkham combat. Mm. Now every game seems to be copying their Dark Souls formula. Um, mm. But Star Wars kind of just took every hot game and combined it. So yeah. I, I do think it was safe. It didn't do anything itself. It didn't It didn't try and reinvent anything. It didn't try and... All it had to do and all it did do was just take all the elements and just make them work. Which, which it did. Which they did. It, yeah, yeah they which did. it did. Mm-hmm. It makes me... It, it... It's quite funny you're talking about obviously how safe they play it or and obviously Matt says it wasn't safe and I kind of agree with that because it expanded the universe. Obviously we look at the films and you see all the monsters and creatures. I mean look at all the monsters and creatures that were included in in Jedi Fallen Order. You've obviously got that bat, you've got the, obviously the Dathomir, the locals, mm. you've got the zombies that follow you. You've got um, all the droids, etc. I thought it did fantastic. And the thing that really stuck out to me was um, the director, Stig Asmundson, he actually did an interview recently and he, 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 he basically admitted that Respawn had to convince Lucasfilms to make the game because they <laughs> basically at the time, I think they had, it was when 1313 was still going. Um, yeah. And then there was also um, one called Project Ragtag from Visceral Games, um, which have mm. both have been canned. And mm. then obviously Respawn came in and said, right, I want to use Jedi. And they said, you can make a game, but how about no Jedi? And they were like, well, we want to use Force users. And they were like, well, you can use Force users, but no Jedi. And they're really Why? protective. And it's, it's it's really quite surprising about how protective Lucasfilm are over. But obviously, it's their, it's their intellectual property. I get that. Yeah. But some of the games that have come out in the past um, with the with the Jedi's obviously on them, etc., have been really poor. So maybe that's why Lucasfilm's taking more of a stance now. And you know, to them for Respawn, who have only got credits of obviously large credits for AAA games in terms of Titanfall and Titanfall Two, and now obviously Apex, for them to come in and convince Lucasfilm that you know to use their beloved IP and use Jedi's specifically, hmm. and then especially as EA's yeah, coming was about a, fire. It was, Exactly. So I think it was a massive, massive risk. I don't think they played it safe. And I think that they could have played it safe and they could have just done a bounty hunter game, which is what no, 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 someone by, wanted. By, so, by, but in terms by, of the actual gameplay and the whole everything, I, I still think that it, they didn't play it massively safe. I thought they introduced aspects into the world and they're now canon. And I, and I think it's I, I thought I, 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 mm-hmm. said I actually agree with Matt, to be honest. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I get both your points, but I, I just think that. I, not that I don't want this, um, and it's not really a criticism, but like a Star Wars game about a Jedi going around, like killing shit, is is what you would expect from a Star Wars hack and slash game, really. Um, but you know, mm-hmm. a, a different a different direction would have been you know the more intimate story, 
that would have been maybe a bit more of a risk, um, which you know I, I'd hope to see a bit more in the in the sequel. Um, hopefully, the sequel is uh, is greenlit. I'm sure it will be because it sold a lot, um, exceeding EA's expectations, as we said. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll look forward to to more Star Wars games um, and hopefully more podcasts from us. So it, we took a long time to, to do this. It's it's kind of it um, it it tells how long we've done it. Saying that Raf got Anthem the week before the first episode, which I think was March last year. So yeah, it's been it's been a long time coming. But I hope you've uh, I hope you've all enjoyed listening to uh, to the podcast. I hope you've all enjoyed um, being on the podcast. Um, I think it's been good. Have you got any any anything to say? I'm going to go through our, our Twitter and, and Facebook handles, but is there anything that you want to uh, say as parting words? Uh, I mean, mine is just wrapping up the game. Great game. Really enjoyed it. EA seems to be learning, and it's a great first uh, single-player game for person single-player game. I highly recommend it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we all I think we all agree. Yeah. Um, so I want to say. Anthem 2020 is coming back. <laughs> they, they keep, they is, keep saying it. They keep on saying We're, we're not doing an episode on Anthem. We can't bother playing. Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, so thank you for everyone for, for joining us. Thank you, listeners, for listening. If you want to um, find more podcasts uh, by us, then you can... I would, or in general. <laughs> or in general. Then please go to iTunes or Podbean. We'll be on there as Game Room Podcast. Um, we're also on Twitter as Games Room Cast and Facebook as the Games Room Podcast. Um, go go ahead and go back and listen to episode zero if you haven't already. Um, it's only about 10, 10, 15 minutes, so it's a good little listen. Um, but thank you guys for joining me and thank you for listening. 